0: If the Illuminati controls the world, who controls the Illuminati? If humans are 60% water, does that mean half of our body is constantly underwater? All of these questions you can find the answer to on This Paranormal Life. Welcome back everyone to the podcast that's not afraid to ask the big questions. They don't get any bigger. They don't, honestly. This is This Paranormal Life, the only paranormal comedy podcasts hosted by me and Kit, where every week we investigate a brand new paranormal tale, claim, beast, legend, and come to a conclusion with our years and years of expertise to decide whether or not it is true or it is false. That's right. You know, the world of the paranormal is kind of like the sun. Mm. If you look at it for too long, you go blind. (laughs) (laughs) So occasional glances with sunglasses on mm-hmm. those are the rules that i follow uh in my day-to-day life it's also a bit like the matrix because if you die in the
1: paranormal realm you die in real
0: life <laughs> and by the paranormal realm we mean like just in the woods yeah at in night. the
1: woods in a dungeon in a <laughs>
0: castle you still die if when you're in an office yeah you know, you'll die anywhere death is death you mm-hmm. know that's one of the the topics we haven't covered yet death um, but we'll do that eventually. I think when this when the show declines, <laughs> it'll be a live investigation. Our final episode. <laughs> uh, this episode, this is a great story. I've been meaning to investigate this one for a while now. There's a lot of stuff, a lot of info to get through here, but it's all crucial it's all crucial i can't stress
1: that enough um, how can all of it all 45 minutes of it be crucial it,
0: it is it is excruciatingly crucial okay so if i'm saying it like it doesn't
1: sound fun whatever silence
0: okay if i'm saying he had a f- ham sandwich for lunch yeah you need to burn that into your memory because okay. everything is why are crucial. you so stressed because cause I'm scared that I'm going to f it up, honestly, and okay. say he had a turkey sandwich Probably instead of a ham attitude. sandwich. And then at the end, you're going to go, well, didn't you say he had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? And then I'm confused and I look like an asshole. So... Chill. Sorry. It's been a while since I've hosted. So I'm just...
1: I kind of... I forgot how to do this. It's been, what, a week? It's always a week. <laughs> we swap it around. So,
0: um... So our worry this or the story Ugh. our story for this week begins 2 years ago in 2017. Is that mm-hmm. recent enough for you Kit? Pretty damn recent, yeah. There was a university student in Brazil named Bruno Borges who was studying philosophy at a local uni. He was a smart kid, bit of an eccentric character, but okay, passionate okay. about his work. Then one day he went missing. And when his family entered his room to see if he was there, they discovered something terrifying. To find out what really happened, let's go back to the beginning. Ever since he was born, Bruno Borges had been regarded by his family as a highly intelligent child. Mm. His mother claimed that he would read constantly as a child, so much so that it actually worried her. I (laughs) mean, I guess he's just reading a lot.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, how much do you have to be? You, you have to be reading, like, Shakespeare at six months. That would be like. Dip. Well, let's take a step
0: back. Start with Peppa Pig. Then we'll jump up to Shakespeare. At a young age, Bruno had already read the entire Bible and all of what? Shakespeare's works. <laughs> uh, I mean, what does read really mean in this context?
1: Like, are they doing a pop quiz afterwards? Are they grilling him on that information? Or is, or is he, he just, just flicking, flicking the pages? The pages? or is he just cartoon style got like a picture book about the hungry caterpillar inside a larger copy
0: of the bible sneaky sneaky baby tactics right there (laughs) manipulating his parents this inspired him to actually write his own books five specifically bible two bible three (laughs) bible four this time it's personal (laughs) the return of jesus oh wait that was bible one that was bible one actually of course So what happened to this talented egghead that led to his disappearance? Well, in the months before Bruno disappeared, his family noted some highly unusual behavior. According to his mother, he approached her to ask for money. He said very relaxed, Oh, you know, I'm in the middle of working on an important project, and I just need a bit of money to get it finished, mother. Sounds
1: sensible enough for a super genius child. Yeah. He's probably building a nuclear reactor somewhere.
0: He's a genius. He needs a little spare cash, just a couple K to get it off the ground. So his mother replied, you know, oh, is this for a university project? Mm-hmm. Not quite, mother. He told his mother that he was writing a series of 14 books wow. that would completely change the world. His mother was concerned. Yes, 14's <laughs> a lot. Well, I mean, not even the the number of books, but the nature of the books. I, I get. I mean, Harry Potter changed the world. Yeah, like Lord I, of the Rings changed the world. the
1: world. It's like it's a little delusional, maybe. Yeah, kind of uh, delusions of grandeur. But you know, it's good to have a little bit of
0: hope. He he did follow it up with, "Do not be afraid, Mother. My work will change humanity for the better." Yeah, we're getting. I mean, the, <laughs> getting that coupled way. with the voice. I mean, he's Brazilian. <laughs> Where's the voice coming from? The check is slowly receding back <laughs> into mother's purse. She's like, "Okay, yeah, university project, uh, super ambitious. That's great. Yes, give me the money, mother. Then they'll all see." Okay, now, now here you go, Bruno. When you say things like that, <laughs> Mama gets worried. <laughs> uh, and, and <laughs> sorry, no. Whenever your eyes sort of flash <laughs> digitally, like an electronic Furby uh, behind your pupils. <laughs> At this point, his mother basically said, "Look, unless you tell me exactly what this thing is that you're working on, I ain't gonna give you shit all." That's some good ass parenting. It's great parenting because we we know Bruno's a smart kid. Yeah. So and treat she's, him like she's an like, adult. I want to help, but you got to be honest with me. Exactly. Well, Bruno stood by his claims that the project was so top secret he couldn't <laughs> let her know about it. It, it is so top secret, Mama. Yet I cannot afford
1: basic. <laughs> I cannot afford basic food and water. I'm a,
0: such a super genius, but yet I am forced to live in my parents' home. It's I'm, a goddamn con. I'm shackled by these human necessities, Mother. Make me a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, please, <laughs> for your little boy genius. So <laughs> you're you're smart, but you're a terrible person. <laughs> Are you really smart if you can't make a sandwich? Bruno said, Mother, at least let me quit my part-time job so I can (laughs) devote all my time to this project. His mother said, All right, that's enough. (laughs) (laughs) I love and respect you, Bruno, but I think you've gone mad. So she took him to the doctor to have him examined. (laughs) He wants to quit his part-time job. What kind of loser is this? (laughs) The doctor said he was fine good health, not suffering from any mental health issues at all. So with this in mind, Bruno's mother gave him permission to leave his job and focus full time on this new project. However, it wasn't until much, much later that she discovered that Bruno had managed to already secure a loan from one of his cousins Hmm. for approximately 6,000 US dollars. It's a decent chunk of change by anyone's standards. It is. Some time passed and Bruno had been working away in his room seemingly non-stop. One day his parents left to go on holiday and his siblings recall that as soon as they left Bruno began keeping his door locked at all times. One day while his parents were still on vacation Bruno left his room, locked the door and left the house. His siblings remember seeing him carrying a backpack as he entered a taxi that pulled up outside. A later investigation discovered the taxi took him to a nearby motel. Now, I don't know a lot about this specific motel or its history in the town, but interestingly, uh, there was an area just behind the motel that many spiritualists believe to be an important site. Interesting. So I think it was kind of a wooded area, and there would be kind of like spiritualist groups and pop-up shrines and gatherings there at night interesting yeah that he would use that for his motel needs as soon as bruno left that taxi he disappeared gone that was it he's gone last that was the last time we've seen was his siblings so i'm getting the taxi his parents returned home from their trip and they were greeted back by the family except bruno so they went up and knocked on his door bruno we're home but no response in fact, the family told them they hadn't seen Bruno in a long time. <laughs> There's a looping tape recorder. Back <laughs> off, mama. I'm busy writing, mama. <laughs> I'm working on my special project, mama. Now the parents are getting worried. They forced their way into Bruno's room, and that's when they saw something truly terrifying. I have a video of the room kit if you want to see a it. A video? A video. This is unprecedented. What? What?
1: Oh, no. Whoa, this is... This is terrifying. Oh, my God. Where is that? Is that a... No. Is that a this metal it's statue? A giant statue. If you're a parent walking in on that, you don't know if you've succeeded or failed as a parent. Like, yeah. You, it's one or the other. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is maybe the most unbelievable sight I've seen in this paranormal life
0: history. Holy shit. For those of you who didn't have a mental image uh, painted in their head of what the room looked like, I mean, I would recommend going online and viewing this room for yourself. You you, you got to see it. Because it is very incredible and sort of disturbing. Mm-hmm. Um, to go into the specific details... The walls of the room were plastered in strange writings and inscriptions, 14 books of encrypted material lay across the desk, paintings of extraterrestrials, what looked like occult members in robes on the walls, and in the middle of it all, a giant life-size sculpture of the philosopher giordano bruno with what looked like a pentagram drawn underneath it mm-hmm. that's not that's not what you want to find in your child's room no it, it almost
1: looks like the command brig of <laughs> some kind of alien craft it's yeah.
0: entirely white because i think like as a parent typically you know what have you got to be afraid of Maybe some Playboy magazines. Yeah, that's that's as bad as it's gonna get. Maybe really. like a bag of weed Maybe or weed, something, right? And you gotta sit him down and be like, "Look, Kevin, I found your weed," or you know, "I saw the nudie ladies, Kevin." <laughs>
1: I, I know, you could just imagine the parents just being like, just kind of like winking and kind of chuckling to each other. It's like, look, it's one of a couple of things. We have to give him the birds and the bees talk. He's gay. Yeah. Uh, He's smoking weed. There's something going on, some like little, you know, teenage crisis that we got to talk him We got to help him out, yeah. We've been there. We've all been kids. We've been through it all. So let's just talk to him.
0: And they- Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> He's Bruno! He's a Satanist! <laughs> Bruno, get your ass in here! <laughs> what is this, you little shit?! <laughs> You little demon bastard. It's my secret project, mama, papa. You knock that voice (laughs) off right now. You are grounded, mister. Go to your room. Don't go to your room. Get out of your room. (laughs) That's just what you like, you little genius, (laughs) wouldn't you? Give me those robes. I'm going to give you some blue jeans and a polo shirt. (laughs) That's it. Two weeks of television and video games (laughs) for you, mister. In fact, here's a joint and some playboys. (laughs) It's a it's a difficult situation. But you know what? Their son is missing. That's something to be genuinely quite scared about. Yeah, I think this... I mean, if, that, if I was that kid's parent, I'd be like,
1: okay, he's joined a cult. Yeah. Fantastic. Let's find all the nearest cults and contact them.
0: 100%. That's super smart. And that's not too different from what they did. So they obviously immediately reported the case to the police who came in, photographed all the books and the strange messages... And they tried to look for someone who could hopefully translate or decipher them. So uh, they're not in Portuguese or they're not in English or any recognizable language? It's such a mix between things. I think some of it's in uh, Portuguese. Some of it is like encrypted in weird, strange languages. Some of it almost appears like runic. Mm. It's similar stuff we've dealt with before, like uh, cicada, or cicada even. Uh, and the way that they kind of encrypt things. Yes, got it. But it is, it's very confusing stuff. But luckily, the police managed to have a bit of a breakthrough. They managed to locate the artist who had built the statue for Bruno's room. The man's name was George Rivas Plata, and he said that Bruno had approached him about making a statue for his room because Bruno believed that he was the physical reincarnation of the philosopher. Got it. So I think this is... One of the many layers that complicates the story. Bruno obviously believed his name was Bruno. The philosopher's name was Bruno. I think they sh- shared similar beliefs. Yeah. I looked a little bit into this guy, Giordano Bruno. Um, you know, pretty cool stuff. He was into reincarnation mm-hmm. and uh, astral projection one of the first guys to believe that the galaxy was infinite mm-hmm. and that stars were actually stars, that sort of stuff. Uh, obviously, he was burned immediately. Of course. And killed. Now, what is super crazy is that George actually thought he was telling the truth. What? So Bruno paid him $2,700 to craft this enormous statue and put it in his room. What the hell spell he spent the other $3,300 on? Ink? I don't know. <laughs> White paper? Pyros? <laughs> I honestly have no idea. When the police asked George about where Bruno had gone, he simply replied, he's fine. He's finally completed the work of Giordano Bruno. They arrest George right away. (laughs) Oh, for that? Kid, you're f***ing weird. You're going to jail, man. I don't know what you've done, but you're going to do something eventually. (laughs) (laughs) All I know is we need less of you on the street. George believes that Bruno has disappeared because he has finally completed the work of the old philosopher Giordano Bruno. They both believe that the philosopher was reincarnated in Bruno. Yeah. And whatever is in this room the paintings, the books, the statue this is kind of the culmination of all of the work and research that they've done that will Mm. change mankind forever pretty heavy i mean you got this better be damn good book yeah like uh, i need to know what's inside this thing it's usually a bad sign when you've written fort or 13 sequels to the original before anyone's even read read the first page (laughs) yeah no one asked for even book two but maybe that'll become like a cool um bullet point in his history you know how like oh, did you know J.K. Rowling was actually turned down by publishers Mm. before she got her deal? It's like, did you know Bruno wrote all 14 copies in a day? Unfortunately, this is
1: closer... This is less like J.K. Rowling writing the Harry Potter series and more close to the guy who wrote Scientology also wrote like a couple thousand
0: shitty sci-fi novels before he wrote Scientology. (laughs) Which is not the kind of the group of authors you want to be... That's not the writing club that you want to join. No. Absolutely not. Later, police discovered that before disappearing, Bruno visited a local dressmaker, where he requested to have three cloaks made. When the dressmaker asked if they were for a church, he reportedly replied, <laughs> Almost that. He's just running around (laughs) making everyone incredibly uneasy. I know, like, you could could have texted your parents and been like, hey, it's going to get weird, and then do it. But he's just like, you know what? I'll throw some weirdness in here. I'll get some cloaks made as well. (laughs) (laughs) Just adding unnecessary things. Almost that. Also, don't tell Mama. What? I don't know your mother. (laughs) Please don't tell Mama. Also, how much is a cloak? I'm assuming... 4,000 US dollars. (laughs) They're like, uh, yeah. How did you know? You are a smart kid. What a steal. (laughs) How about 3,000 and copies one to six of my new book (laughs) that will change? No, just give me the money. Fair dues. (laughs) The police at this point had no more leads. No more clues to follow. Bruno was assumed dead or gone forever. Then, late one night, five months later, security footage captured someone walking towards the Bores house. The figure was barefoot and walked slowly out of the shadows. Bruno had returned! What? Five months later. Like Jesus himself, he had returned. <laughs> with book 15 (laughs) he took a week off in a log cabin just him and mother nature obviously now the press and paranormal investigators all over the world clamored to get an interview and find out just what the hell had happened to this guy right so eight days later after he returned home bruno gave an interview where he said i was on a mystic journey of the soul I had a notion that the Philosopher's Stone was within the Dark Land. So I went after, entering this Dark Land to find it. In the same way that the hero enters the cave to kill a dragon, and that Jonas entered a whale, I also dived into the Sea of the Unconscious in order to rescue me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. His dad's like, yep,
1: yeah, he's a. An idiot. <laughs> oh, no What's the dark land? You can't just say that You can't just say that is that was that a metaphor has he that better Not be a metaphor because if that's a metaphor. He's just been hanging out in like a dumpster. Yeah It better be the name of a forest a literal or a place. mountain range.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I mean, it has to be somewhere physical, because if it's not, that's a piss take. He's been eating out of Italian restaurant dumpsters. (laughs) The darkness, as he calls them. But he says he dived into the sea of the unconscious Mm -hmm. in order to rescue himself. Yeah. I don't know what that means. Yeah. It seems like one of those things, he's throwing a lot of stuff out there. Yeah. Like, I mean, he mentioned the Philosopher's Stone and then never mentioned it again. I don't know if the books even mentioned the Philosopher's Stone. I think
1: you said that he studied philosophy, didn't he? Yes. I mean, is this not every stereotype of, like, a first-year philosophy student everywhere? He did, like, Philosophy 101, the first class, and everyone was like, oh, this is pretty interesting. I guess I'll stick around for the next three years and eventually get my undergraduate degree. But him, day one, he was like... I understand it
0: all now I think
1: (laughs) I won't be needing
0: this anymore Bruno we barely even scratched the surface of the syllabus I mean there is so much more to go silence lecturer (laughs) I am the professor now He just walks. He's just it's like, Where did you get a graduation gown? I understand my mission. To gather the Philosopher's Stone. It's like, This is philosophy. The Philosopher's Stone, I think, is something that can make gold. <laughs> it's not it's, relevant it at it all. He either makes
1: gold or it's a Harry Potter movie.
0: He just glides up with his finger over his lips. Shh, 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 shh. Hush now. The voice of Giordano comes through me like okay so the one philosopher that we've taught you about so far is the one you reference Science. Silence. <laughs> he like goes for the exit but then turns around to the class and smiles and goes "Hmm, just to think one day they'll teach students about me in this classroom no they won't bruno get out silence i wasn't i didn't say anything i was done talking <laughs> very good i've got two more cloaks if anyone wants to join me anyone we'll get the stone Rescue ourselves from the unconscious. Hmm? All right, then. Someone in the back coughs. <coughs> Silence! Oh, sorry. I I thought someone said something. Just leave, Bruno. <laughs> you forgot your backpack. No, I didn't. <laughs> Philosopher doesn't need a backpack. <laughs> so it's strange, because a lot of the theories about Bruno's disappearance now don't really make a lot of sense. Okay. Because when he disappeared, during these five months, the, the video... Tour of his bedroom went viral. Of course. I mean, you can see why. It, it was everywhere. And all the theories ranged from uh, him joining a creepy satanic cult, possibly, him joining some sort of Illuminati style organization, being recognized as a supermind. He was possibly abducted by aliens. I mean, there was a painting that he did in his room. Of himself chilling with an alien that's pretty incriminating
1: i mean i kind of forgot that fact yeah amidst all the other craziness but yeah i think didn't
0: the alien have his hand on his shoulder I'm pretty or something Sure he did i mean it was a pretty good painting as well it was which deep. is really impressive even if he's not smart he's talented at art which this is better than me at art yeah but obviously now that he's back and spouting out this stuff it kind of obviously put a dampener on a lot of those other theories Well, the
1: explanation that he gave is, you know, kind of interesting and Joseph Campbell-esque, this hero's journey he's talking about. But the whole point of that kind of metaphor is that it can apply to anything. It's very inspecific. We don't know if he went on a literal journey or if he just took LSD for five months in in a dumpster, like I said.
0: Yeah, the dark place, the dark realm as we'll call it. Yeah,
1: (laughs) the dark lands. Uh, And then returned.
0: We don't know what he did exactly. Yeah, because as you said, the dark lands can mean anything. Yeah. Like I I say I've been to the dark lands when one morning I woke up hung over with my hand still in a bucket of KFC chicken. Yeah. I call that the dark times. Yeah. But, you know, that could it could be applied to anyone. Yeah. If, if I
1: wake up in the morning and I go to make a cup of tea and there's no milk, uh,
0: I call that year the dark land. <laughs> and I just write off that entire year. It's gone now. It's wasted. Yeah. Um, so it is kind of disappointing that he's come back but with no definitive reason why he left in the first place or what he gained from being gone right literally nothing it sounds like he went away to think yeah and came back empty-handed I learned nothing from my time away which could only mean I already know everything <laughs> okay so the same as before then this is him coming back to class <laughs> <laughs>
1: He's come back on graduation day. Everyone else is wearing a real guard because they're f- graduating. He hasn't learned anything. They're all
0: getting their diplomas. I love the idea of it being graduation day. And, you know, the music is playing. Everyone's there. They're handing out everyone's diplomas and certificates. And it's like, and now the graduating class of 2017 for philosophy studying silence. Oh, God. Oh, no, he's <laughs> one back. voice from the crowd. I can't believe it. It is I, Bruno, back from my adventures from the dark land. He walks
1: up on stage. He like wants to be part of it. He walks up on stage to shake the professor's hand and get his diploma. the, the guy's like pulling his hand away. He's like, no, you didn't graduate. You didn't even study.
0: You don't deserve this. I know more than you, professor. Just shake my damn hand. Give me the diploma. And no one has to get hurt. Only a true philosopher will know that the diploma itself is irrelevant in the pursuit of knowledge. So give me the f- diploma! <laughs> He's like booed off stage, you know, completely shamed. Goes down uh, off the wings behind the, the stage curtain. And his alien friend is just back there. How did it go, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> they laughed at me, zonk tar. <laughs> Humans are truly primitive. <laughs> and they're just beamed up. <laughs> beamed back up to the Darklands. <laughs> Zonktar,
1: <laughs> Zonktar,
0: you really are my only friend in the Darklands.
1: Just you and me, Bruno. Let's go get some drinks.
0: Before we come down to our conclusions, because this story is just about wrapped up, I feel like it's only common sense to include the conclusion of the police investigation. Of course, they are the professionals in their field. It will pain me to say some of these sentences aloud. So during the time Bruno went missing, the first volume of his work was actually decoded and published. Wow. And reached number 24 on the bestseller list. Shut the f*** up. Yeah, further investigations uncovered some of Bruno's personal belongings at the home of one of his friends, further suggesting that the disappearance was possibly staged. So
1: whenever he ran away, he ran away to his friend's house. We don't know that. The way that little kids do. We
0: don't know that for
1: sure. They're like, I'm running away, never to be seen again. They go to their friend's house for two nights and then they come crawling
0: back. The worst part is I wish this was the most damning evidence. But the most damning evidence by oh, far no. is a contract that the police discovered in the home of another friend agreeing to split the proceeds from any book sales. Whoa. So, all of this has obviously uh, muddied the waters a little bit, and there's a large group of people that believe that Bruno possibly staged and planned the entire ordeal to get his books sold and published and made turn into bestsellers. Which sure I can see I can see why they would think that. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, he's obviously smart. Like whether or not he did all of this as like a PR stunt I mean, that in itself is ingenious because right. it's incredible what he actually did. I mean, folks, you have, you, to see them. you have to see the room like I can't describe how insane it is until you see this room and what's been done in it. So I mean, that's a pretty impressive feat to pull off, then also disappear convincingly for five months and be completely off the radar just so you can sell copies of your book it's pretty i don't know that's a pretty far length to go to
1: yeah i mean it's notoriously difficult to write a book uh even more so to write a good book even more so to be in the pinnacle of modern writers and be in the illustrious heights of the international bestsellers the people who write the best books i think it's easier
0: to do that than do what bruno did it's like the old saying goes the only thing better than one good book is 14 shit books, which is what he's managed to pull off. Yes. An incredible feat.
1: I'm I'm just imagining that on the day this all breaks and the truth comes out, his phone goes off and he's like, truth's out. Everyone's taking the piss out of me. He's like, hello? it's like, is this Bruno? Yes, who's this? This is Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> oh my God, award-winning actor Daniel Day-Lewis. What an honor. He's like, No, Bruno, it's an honor to talk to you. The greatest actor of all time. (laughs) (laughs) He just, he put on this like year long stunt.
0: Yeah, basically. To trick the world. And also the attention to detail is incredible. I mean, coming back to his family home with no shoes on. Yeah. Why? Why? What a weird tiny little detail. And then even then, when it's all been found out, he still doesn't give up the gig. He's like, I was looking for the Philosopher's Stone in the dark land.
1: <laughs> it's also funny to imagine, like, when this all comes out and people are kind of taking it as a publicity stunt. Yeah. The police are like, oh, you're absolutely being arrested for wasting police time. What the hell?
0: I, I It baffles me that he wasn't arrested, <laughs> I think, if, if he truly did plan all this. Because then if he did plan all this, I almost guarantee you that his family and his mom and dad were all in on it as well.
1: Yeah, that's the saddest story, saddest version of this, is that everyone we've talked about is involved.
0: Yeah, they would have had to be. Um, But, I mean, I can see arguments for both sides. He's sticking with his guns. And, folks, I wouldn't make your mind up until you see this bedroom. Because there is, I mean, there's stuff that he's done and drawn out that... I mean, I couldn't even make up if you gave me mm-hmm. a month. I'd be like, I don't even know what to do. Squiggles? What the hell is this? Yeah. You know, it would be a really big task. Um, I want to give a special shout out to slaptam.com <gasps> who did an amazing write up of this whole story and kind of like broke down the mm. timeline for it. So go check that out. Definitely. If you want more detail. Did The deep dive. The deep dive. But, you know what? We can't dance around it forever. We're going to have to come to conclusions eventually. And I think that time is now. Kit, what do you think is going on here in Bruno's mind? Philosopher or
1: coward? You've kind of painted me into a corner here by kind of
0: concluding the story by saying that everyone agrees it's a scam. I said a large group of people agree that it was a scam. I never said everyone agreed. But
1: for the sake of... Looking back at the kind of interesting aspects of this story, definitely fascinating. That room is unlike anything I've ever seen. He obviously takes genuine interest, if not genuine metaphysical questions about the universe and contact with extraterrestrials. At the very least, these superficial sci-fi themes um, that seems to blend ancient philosophy, modernist UFO culture, and bizarre introspective psychedelic visions of... The hero's journey yeah that's a pretty cool collaboration of ideas yeah um but unfortunately that but unfortunately that doesn't mean that this wasn't all in the pursuit of writing and selling these books yeah Um, that's true it seems to be that despite that elaborate bedroom with all of its design and statues and everything that the core of the idea it all seemed to be centered around these books they're set out so beautifully in that room Mm -hmm. it's almost like a showroom
0: like how you, you would Show off a car or show off an art gallery. Absolutely. It's a really good point. I mean, you know, seeing this room, it's, it is it is obviously covered in research notes and spells, <laughs> uh, drawings, diagrams, but it's all done in a very showy way. Yeah. Like, that's the reason why this room went viral, you know, is designed to be almost a publicity stunt in mm. itself. You know, if you were really convinced that you had, you know, done something that was going to change the history of mankind. That could just be the books, you know, the books on a desk. Yeah. You probably don't need the the enormous statue and these insanely huge drawn diagrams all over the walls and things. I mean, when you look at it from that point of view, that it becomes a lot clearer that this is probably a publicity (laughs) stunt. But I completely agree with what you said. Even though this might be fake and it might be a device used to just sell books. He's obviously a very intelligent guy. He's obviously interested in a lot of cool slash weird occult sci-fi alien astral projection type stuff um and he is pursuing it to some degree uh there were parts of the book of the other 14 books that were deciphered and translated and Mm -hmm. i took a quick look through some of them incredibly disappointing really just garbage from what i'd seen yeah you know it's your classic story of someone who's like i've cracked it Like this book holds all the truths of, truths of mankind. We will no longer be shackled to the mortal (laughs) coils of our own body. And you translate it and it's like, you've been told lies. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, you've been told to believe lies your whole life, but I'm telling you now humans are anything they want to be. (laughs) It's like, I thought it was going to be like, if you eat grass and drink milk at the same time, you become a (laughs) mortal. Like, I want a spell or some shit. I want, like, a potion. Yeah, I want to flick the switch (laughs) and fly to the moon. I don't need to be told that my ancestors were born out of a dying star's (laughs) asshole. I want to know how to fly. (laughs) It's because,
1: yeah, all of these, the people who are claiming to have all of the answers unfortunately the subtext of that is that these answers are unbelievably subjective yeah um there's a great story of terence mckenna who was the kind of crazy um psychedelic thinker of the 90s sadly passed away and he basically was taking huge amounts of psychedelic compounds and then giving lectures in sort of universities around the world and teaching people about these other realms of consciousness yeah and he said part of the problem is you know you go to you go into the dark lands and you learn everything but you can't bring it back into the world of
0: reality customs and <laughs> exactly <laughs> it's crazy the you gotta try and sneak custom. that shit back with you and you but got he... bags and bags of ideas and concepts and you know you were like spraying that thing with lynx africa <laughs> to try and mask the scent but they got thought dogs Do- sniffer dogs oh, yeah <laughs> right on the border and they were like we're gonna keep you ignorant <laughs> There's no way you're going back you're, you're popping ideas up your asshole in a balloon trying to get it through security
1: <laughs> but uh he describes like what the one time the one time that he tripped hard and he learned all these cosmic truths and in the trip he managed to just reach across the room to a pen pad and paper. And he was like, I'm going to jot this down. I'm going to take this knowledge back. And he scribbled the line down and then he passes out and then the trip ends. Yeah. And a, a, an hour later, he wakes up in a daze. And he goes, oh my God, I jotted it down. And he picks up the pad and it just says, a song is a song. <laughs>
0: highest thing i've ever heard i am like
1: that's exactly what you see with this type of like sci-fi philosophical writing trying to translate it is it's like completely meaningless to anyone but yourself
0: yeah it's like trying to taste a color yeah you know it just it doesn't work it doesn't translate it's like trying to bring hillary duff's phone number into the real world whilst in a dream that's right i'm just jotting down you know i I, any numbers i can think of and you wake up and it's just a song is a song (laughs) and granted in the dream world that would have gone straight to her iphone yeah if i
1: type that in (laughs) but in the real world um it's three digits long
0: (laughs) nine 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 help me (laughs) what i'm kind of concluding with is intelligent guy hyper intelligent maybe even to a detrimental point (laughs) (laughs) Because <laughs> it's not really seem to be doesn't really seem to be doing him uh, many favors.
1: I can't imagine he's having a good literary career off this. I mean,
0: bestseller—that's pretty impressive, I guess. But I think in terms of this investigation as a whole, coming down on whether or not it is paranormal, there's a lot of paranormal themes going on here. But what I think we have is a very normal person mm-hmm. writing about very paranormal uh, events and theories. And those people are a dime a dozen. Exactly. No. Okay, so <laughs> done. double no this week and uh, in the investigation into whatever the hell we're going to call this episode. Hey, that was unique though. It was a weird one, right? Very unique story. Um, Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of This Paranormal Life. Ooh-wee! It was a fun one. It was a little bit of a, a weird story one. Again, I highly recommend uh, anyone listening to this to google this room go see that video and then let us know what you think exactly exactly we'll probably post it on some socials but if we don't yeah. go check it out yourselves um thank you so much for listening if you love this show hopefully you do hopefully that's why you're still here there's a lot of different ways you can get in contact with us one way is to send your stories and emails to this paranormal life podcast at jamail.com J- you can also hit us up on twitter 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 where the little birds are spouting messages in our on our timelines, they're, and we can't they're regurgitating, vomiting, <laughs> vomiting garbage into our mods. And then we also have the Facebook secret society, where like-minded geniuses like Bruno here can find a safe online chat room to paste with your walls and shite. While there is a statue of me and Kit in the middle, under uh, just above a spellboard
1: it's really just a community of about two thousand people trying to find sculptors
0: we have a lot of people who need statues we've got all people who don't make statues <laughs> so we've it's 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 a difficult situation also our electricity has been down so we are referring to it as the dark lands <laughs> but in no way does that reflect the mood or tone of the commune no no it's spirits very upbeat, could never be higher uh, so definitely uh, check that out come join and uh, chat about some episodes and stuff but, even though the commune's great, there is only one place you can get bu- 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 bonus content. B- bu- bu- bonus. B- bu- 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 merchandise. And a sh- 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 shout out. I am f- f- freezing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can st- st- stop this. K- 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 kit, please help me. <laughs> Check out the Patreon. I'm too tired to plug it real hard today, <laughs> but it's a great place. The bonus episodes are absolutely popping. That's where we can disclose like the really, really, really paranormal shit yeah we can't even mention on this podcast it all has to be redacted that's right we have i think our last bonus episode was just reading the entire mueller report (laughs) head to toe we got a copy (laughs) nothing withheld folks (laughs) and
1: it is you keep seeing on cnn We've got the full report, but it's redacted. It got the
0: full report, but there's bits missing. Yeah. yeah. All those missing bits are about ghosts. <laughs> it's paranormal as shit. The only way you can hear that is by going to Patreon and checking out some of the rewards we have over there. So go check it out. And mentioning Patreon, if you do support us, we like to give you a special shout out at the end of the episode. So a big thank you to these very special commune members first of all a special thank you to ryan menzies who incredibly kindly sent us a
1: physical copy of the vertical plane i cannot believe it folks it's oh, here boy. in my hands right now if people haven't heard that episode we did a two-part series a long-ass time ago called a fan
0: favorite yeah a fan favorite called something like emails from the 1500s or yeah, something like that Mysterious. Yeah, yeah, yeah haunted
1: computer Yeah, Um, And weirdly, whenever we recorded the episodes, the book was out of print. And then shortly after we finished it, although regretfully not because of the popularity of our podcast, they started printing it again. Yeah, we didn't see a goddamn dime off the back of that. Actually, we saw a big fat lawsuit. uh, (laughs) The anti-dime. But but I saw a lot of people in the secret society, you know, grabbing their copies on Amazon and... um, Yeah, thanks to to Ryan for sending that one through. Can't wait to read that.
0: Incredible. Thank you. And also, thank you to Benji Adams. A lot of people spend years trying to master Tai Chi, but no one can master Benji. No. It's a secret martial art used... uh, very rarely in history when a uh ninja i think had sex with a knight Mm -hmm. and formed a very powerful and aggressive martial art form known as benji yeah uh known by only one and passed down through uh, the family chain so i assume benji here knows benji Presumably. I think he might be
1: from kind of the original family that started that. Incredible. It's a very secretive art form. Um, I heard it has something to do with dislocating different parts of your body
0: and using them as weapons. (laughs) Wow. I mean, an ambitious form of defense. Truly um, just paranormal. I think I read something about trying to bleed
1: yourself on your enemies. A bit like those lizards that can shoot blood out their eye sockets. Yes.
0: Yes. Yeah, (laughs) a bit of it involving that. Sir, please, will you teach classes in the commune?
1: Please, Benji. Thank you for supporting us, but also, um, please continue the lineage of Benji. Yeah. And thank you also to Don Oliver. That's right. Don the (gasps) brawn. Oliver. Oh, damn. Don brings the brawn to any situation. Pretty much just rolls up and is always the most tanked person in the building.
0: I mean... If we need something to do with the communes on a slow Friday, I think Don the Braun and Benji should show down in a ring of death. You Benji's firing blood out his eyes. Don the Braun is just picking him up and slamming
1: him down like a scared lizard. That's right, very much UFC style. Except, unlike in UFC, where you're not allowed to eye gouge, Benji, will he he enjoys eye gouging. He loves it all the better for his blood shooting special attack. Uh, but thank you, Don the Braun, for uh, supporting us. Patreon. thank you
0: also to Jenny Richards. Jenny. I always knew one day there'd be rich herds of people trying to join the paranormal commune. As soon as you put up posters saying you got a mutant fight on Friday nights, the <laughs> people come crawling in, Jenny. They want to see these freaks fight,
1: Jenny. <laughs> and that is of absolutely no offense to people we've just talked about. No of course offense not at all. But we have to get the people through the door, don't we? Of course, you got them. Mutant em. fights.
0: <laughs> it has a ring to it. So thank you Jenny for bringing all your rich friends uh, along to the to the commune Thank you also to Stephen Rainey! huh! Should have brought an umbrella. I didn't didn't know Stephen Rainey was going to be here. Oh, boy. Anywhere this dude goes, a thunderstorm just comes with him. It's bizarre and sad. I mean, indoors, outdoors. The
1: man lives in waterproofs.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, his his skin is just a wrinkly old raisin. He looks like he's been Benjamin Buttoned, but he's just been in the water too long. (laughs) I think he needs to be studied by science. I think he is
1: slowly adapting to the wet. His feet and fingers are starting to become webbed.
0: Incredible. I mean, you could almost say he's sort of a mutant. <laughs> Bring him <laughs> into the pit! <laughs> we just ding ding! Throw, throw him in. <laughs> there was already a fight ongoing, but it's like, let spice it up! <laughs> Get in there, Rainey!
1: Thank you also to Ryan Tegeter! Ryan, take it or leave it. <laughs> this is the bat I'm putting on the table. I got 50 big ones
0: on Steven Rainey against <laughs> <laughs> against Don the Bronx. You know what, I think we should take it one step further and throw Ryan into the ring. <laughs> take it away, Brian! <laughs> I called him Brian. <laughs> He's like, my name is Ryan. Shut up, mutant! Shut up fight. and fight. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry, everyone. Thank you for supporting us. <laughs> you beautiful, beautiful mutants. <laughs> Thank you also to Saul Harris. Mr. Harris actually was a health inspector that came to visit the commune yeah. just to make sure everything was up to scratch. And hmm. you know he saw the mutant fight pit. He saw everything. And I said, you know, it's all good, man. Just chill out. It's all it's all good. Everything's above board. And that's you know that was I was showing him the mutant fight pit we have out the front for appearances. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Not the back of pit. Of course. Not <laughs> the back, not bit. the bloodbath. It is the back pit. I mean, he heard like howling and thing. I was just like, what, "What? What is that?" And I was like, "So good, so
1: good." In the front pit, people are just like, like stage slapping each other. Yeah,
0: it's more of like oh, a WWE oh. style. Oh. Yeah.
1: There's like two people in the crowd. Yeah,
0: go. So Mr. Harris, Saul above board. Don't worry about it.
1: He just upped his pledge. What can I say? He's on board. Thank you, lastly, but not
0: leastly, to Richard Bennett. Richard Bendit. I've seen this dude bend a mutant's arm to the snapped in half. (laughs) He he did some Benji shit. (laughs) He was on some Benji shit that day. He will just, whatever he can get his hands on, he will bend. He will bend until it is dead. Yeah. So obviously we had to get this guy in the ring. He's not a mutant, but he has the strength of a mutant. Yeah, he's very much a mutant of the human race. So we're glad to have you on board. We're glad to have you on the ring. Thanks for supporting uh, the commune. We hope you guys enjoy the fight. That just about wraps up this week's episode. Thank you so much to everyone uh, that we shouted out. Thank you to everyone, all of you mutants out there that support this podcast. We couldn't do it without you. And we love making this podcast. It is so much fun. Um, So without any further ado, I've been Roy Powers. This by, this, this <laughs> by, this little baby bye has been Kit Greer, and we will see you next week for a brand new Paranormal Tale! Ciao! Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget?